Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Metad, a podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Tom. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Glenn. If this is your first time joining us or not, we are Meta Podcast. Meta analysis of everything. Video games. And not video games. But mostly video games. Yeah. So, yeah. so what are we talking about? Not mo- video games. Not, right? video, not, game. not video games. <laughs> We're not first talking week. about video games. <laughs> uh, well, so what are we talking about? We're trying this movie thing again, right? Right. I think okay. we did pretty good last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, <laughs> if we do say so ourselves. <laughs> if we had I to critique ourselves, good. ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. Definitely talked about Star Wars: The Last Jedi for I mean, at it's least an, fifteen minutes. It's an honor system, right? Like we just grade ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we're like A Honestly. plus. Come back again next week, you, kids. You mark me right on this answer, Glenn. I'll, I'll mark you right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Give it God. back to the teacher. They'll never know. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, my God. It's fine. What, yeah. what movie are we going to talk about today uh, on this wait, podcast? Yeah. Wait, we actually watched a movie. Is it an actually. anime? <laughs> yeah, it's an, it, it is an, an anime. It is an anime. That's different What's, than Last Jedi. That was real people. Mm-hmm. This is different. Yeah. It's an anime. What's the, the name of the anime? Your Name. Wait, from, no. No, what's the name of it? <laughs> is it from so 2017? 2016, I think. 2016? <laughs> the title's Glenn. <laughs> it's your name. Cool. Yeah, so, anyways. The, How are you Real funny joke. This? Real funny joke. What's the fucking name of the... What's the name of the anime? <laughs> Who's on first? <laughs> yeah. God, I got that right. So, uh, it's your name. Pretty... Is it niche anymore, or is it, like... Wait, whose name? Okay, done. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, you mean, like, the movie itself? Like, is it kind of yeah. like... A, no, I feel like it's pretty well well known about in, in right. the community. It seems like it kind of exploded recently in popularity, mm. but I have no idea. Right. Like, I just learned about it from Paul and you, Jimmy. Mm. Didn't the director do other stuff that his, he's, like, well known for? I don't know. Probably. probably. I think, he, I think <laughs> he's, like, a... <laughs> What He's kind like of conjecture a, is, like, <laughs> what? No, Makoto Shinkai is his name, and he's done other shit that everyone is like, oh, super. thoroughly researched before this podcast. I saw, what was it? It was uh, five centimeters per second is another one. I think it has to do with time travel, too, so. What are you, tra- what are you talking about? It's only five centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> it's called your name. It's called your name. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's he's super young and... Or no, he's not young. He's like forty-five. It doesn't matter. As far that's as pretty, like, that's pretty young for a director. That's pretty young for like to be pr- producing huge anime films. I think so. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and I mean, judging by the production quality, I wouldn't doubt that this isn't his first like rodeo, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie definitely had funding. It was beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that was like one thing that the movie definitely had going for it, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, and so the I guess the the rundown synopsis of of the movie spoilers ahead um, is the movie takes place um, in modern day um, 
between like uh, focusing on like the narrative between like this boy and girl, um, this boy Taki who lives in Tokyo, and this girl Mitsuha who lives in uh, kind of like a country um, town called up in the mountains called. Uh, I think it was, like, Itomoto or something. Um, Mountain Town. That sounds right. That's close enough. Yeah, anyways, so she lives, like, this life of, uh, like, Mitsuha's life um, is kind of very slow-paced. She doesn't enjoy being in this, like, small town and wants to, like, get out into, I guess, like, the life of Tokyo and, like, of the bigger city, but, like, feels trapped by sort of, like, like between family, um, you know, problems, like, you know, like... Yeah, exactly, and, like, her, her responsibilities um, and whatnot. And then uh, Taki is this kind of, not, like, carefree individual. I guess we don't get as much, like, narrative of, like, his life in Tokyo before, um, like, all of this stuff starts happening. But he's just this uh, kid who lives in Tokyo and, like, works a, yeah, with his dad, works a job and, like, at this um, uh, restaurant and everything. And he just kind of, I don't know, he's just, like, what do you expect of, like, a teenage boy? Yeah, he just like, hanging out with other boys and <laughs> right, <laughs> and going oh, so to cafes so anyways, and like working and all that stuff. Starting yeah. podcasts, totally Sorry. normal. Yeah, cracking open a cold one with the boys. Japanese boys, <laughs> cracking the boys. them open, cracking but, open a cold boy with the ones. <laughs> the um, but the whole entire thing is that the movie like it's it sets up that like they when these two individuals or whatnot like when they go to sleep they'll like swamp places with each other in terms of like the wake up in each other's bodies. And at first, like, they don't, they think it's just, like, a like a very realistic dream they're having, but then it's, like, they slowly start to realize, based upon, like, what people around them are saying and, like, things they'll find, like, written down, like, on, in notebooks or, like, in their phones, um, that they actually are swapping places with each other. And, like, every time, like, they go to bed, like, they'll, they'll wake up back in their original bodies. And so people will be like, oh, wow, like, you were crazy yesterday or whatever. Like, are you feeling all right? And, like, so... It sets itself up in that, and then the movie, like, takes some some turns and everything, and it becomes a very much, uh, I don't know if I, if I should spoil it here, if it's just, An like, emotional journey. I mean, it's gonna come up later. Yeah, you right. might as well just give the whole plot some Right, advice. so, like, so eventually they, they end up, um, like, they swap places, and inevitably, um, sort of, like, start falling for each other, like, inexplicit, not inexplicitly, like, unintentionally, I guess, um, but regardless though it's like it turns out that um after a while they stop swapping places and Taki's kind of curious about what's going on so he finally like he actually doesn't know like where this place is that she lives at and so he tries to go and find her only to find out that like she had died like three years prior when this like uh visible comet that was like came close to the earth like kind of split at its nucleus or whatever and then like destroyed her town and she died in like the destruction of it and so he's like what the fuck like this girl's been dead for three years type of deal and then um through some fucking spirit god sake (laughs) um ends up with like one more opportunity life juice to yeah to to go go back in time and swap places with her like one more time like on the day that like the comet like rains down and destroys the town for, like, him to try and convince, like, friends and family in the town itself to, like, fucking evacuate um, and whatnot, which they successfully end up doing. And, um, but, like, when it happens, like, when they go back to swapping places again and they're back in their original bodies, like, they can't remember, like, each other. Like, they, all they know is that there was, like, 
someone important that like is now feels somewhat lost or like they don't know where they are. And so, like, they don't remember... And they don't ever remember swapping bodies, either. Yeah, they don't remember about swapping bodies. They don't remember, like, each other's names or anything like that. Even, um, like, the notes they left to each other and stuff, like, are vanishing. Because I guess it's, like, the timelines realigning or something. But. Right. And so, um, the movie concludes... Holes. With, like, them both living in Tokyo and, like, accidentally bumping into each other. And, like, having this sort of, like, instant realization that, like... You know, for years they've been searching for, like, someone or something, and then, like, they look at each other and they're like, oh, like, you are that person kind of thing. Um, and it's a very good, like, a feel, feel-good feel movie altogether. Um, like, as, as we said, like, very, very good production value, like, excellent music, uh, the, whole, the whole works yeah. all together. It makes you feel good and it stresses you out at the same time. Mm. And, yeah. it's not, and it's not fan service, like... Either, oh god, which is no. nice. Yeah, no, it, it's very I, like, tasteful. Definitely appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I liked the like you feel really good for like the first forty-five minutes, and then you're like, oh no, and then you're like, <laughs> oh god, and it just keeps getting worse. But then you're like, wait, there's hope, and they like still like <clears throat> they bait you like two or three more times throughout that process, but it, it ends on a happy note. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels good. Yeah, that uh, baiting at the at the last like ten minutes of the movie. So like god. the meteor ends up not killing the town. Um, because they're able to evacuate, and then they, f- the, but Taki and Mitsuha like both don't remember each other, and so they're like both in Tokyo now, and it's like years later, and they're like kind of moving on or like graduated and all these kind of things, and they see each other like four different times <laughs> before they finally like stop and say like, "Hey, do we know each other?" And then it ends with like, "Yeah, what's your what's your name?" Which is like the whole thing is your name. So they end up like getting it's together, fun. I guess, or like you you connect the dots, like Who's they name? live a happy happy life, <laughs> happily ever after, or whatever. But there was that like ten minutes where I was like, are they are they gonna find each other? It's like, agonizing. Well, right. It is finally like Absolutely saved her torture. from dying, but like are they gonna end up together? Like fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like I kind of like I sort of appreciated that ten minute journey because like that ten minute like ending piece felt like another like. 40 minutes so <laughs> definitely <laughs> I'm just like I'm like oh my god because there was so many like I think all those venues in which the movie could have ended on there like were all really legitimate yeah, they were like, all like I could see this being the ending yeah but, right because yeah. it's like because you're like man like it could totally have ended on this one where like they're walking on this bridge and like yeah. like Taki just kept like like Mitsuha's like entire like family upbringing is like weaving right. these like threads and tapestries and it's like this really big like metaphor for time and life and whatnot anyways she has this like over time yeah Yeah. like and she has this like quintessential like red uh one like thread that she had weaved which like three years prior to all this shit like when they were swapping bodies like Mitsuha went and found Taki but like Taki at the time wasn't actually it wasn't that Taki's timeline or whatever like that was swapping bodies with her so, like... So he didn't know her yet? Yeah, like, he didn't know her, and it was just, like, she gave him, like, the thread, and then, like, he wore it for a bit, and then he gave it back to her, like, right before the town was saved. But then, you know, like, so he was walking on this bridge, like, at the end of the movie, and, like, he just catches, like, a glimpse of it, and he, he like, turns around, but it's, like, snowing, and he, like, just sees this, like, woman kind of walking with her umbrella... And then he, like, stops and thinks for a moment, and then he just keeps going, and then, like, (laughs) she turns around and just sees this dude walking away, and she's like, 
taken aback for a second, but then they just, like, both continue on their way. And I was they like... Both timed it, so, like, when they looked back, the other person was walking, so it looked like the other person wasn't looking at them. It was bullshit. Yeah, right? And I was just like... <laughs> it was bullshit. So I thought that's where the movie was going to end. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, it was going to be one of those <laughs> endings where it's, like, it's sad, but, like, it's okay, because at least they're both alive, like you know? And, like... But it's still somewhat, like, depressing. But, like, you know, at least you can appreciate the fact that, like... But no, they meet on the staircase, and then, like, it looks like they're going to talk with each other, and then they just kind of, like, pass each other, and then they don't talk, and then you're like, what the fuck? And then they do. <laughs> There's also this thing where throughout, throughout the movie, after, like, the body switching, they would wake up, like, crying in tears. And it's like, why am I, why am I crying kind of thing? Like, why mm. do I feel this way? And then it happened again, like, on this, like, they didn't say it. She wasn't like, why am I crying kind of thing, or he didn't say it either. But, like, I thought that was a really cool point because the only time that they show crying in the movie is those times when they wake up and then again when they meet each other at the end of the movie. They're just mm. both tearing up and then they're like, you know, what's your name kind of thing. Yeah, like, this I think feeling. that's like, and I, and I think it speaks to, like, this theme of, like, trusting, like, su- yeah, trusting your gut or, like, trusting your feelings and, like, what, like, trying to, I mean, you could try to understand and be cognizant of like why you're feeling certain ways, but ultimately like your actions are guided by your emotions and, um, to a certain extent you should trust them kind of thing. Yeah. That's a pretty positive outlook on the like emotional aspect of the film. Like you're going to feel some weird things. I definitely started tearing up at the end too. That fucking, Mm -hmm. like when they passed each other on the staircase, which is the last time they pass each other. Yep. I just was like, this fucking like it was yeah. a roller coaster. <laughs> it was awful. Distraught. I was. So, I honestly was. I was so distraught. I'm like, yeah. why would they show this three different times and then <laughs> still have them walk away? Like it's killing me. So I think like the timing of when they actually turned around and like how they decided to do that, like cinematography, cine- cinematographically, cinematography, cinematography, cinematography. Yeah. whatever. You take a look here. Make that into an adverb. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, however they did that was, like, I don't know, just amazing. I think it was really good. They, they yeah. like, did the, like, which is also something really hard, I feel, to do in anime in general, which I think, like, just adds to sort of, like, how well-produced and, like, the quality of this anime was, which is, like, really doing a lot of, like, showing emotion through body language outside of, like, facial gestures for the most part. Like, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of anime will usually focus on things like facial gestures to really convey a lot of emotion because it's sometimes hard just with the style to do that, like, with, like, bodies in general. But, like, I don't know, it was just that final scene where, like, Taki gets to the top of the stairs and, like, you don't see his face, but you just see, like, from his, uh, like, right below his head, like, down, and he has, like, his hands in his pocket, and you can tell he, like, does this kind of, like, lean forward, like, he's, like, internally berating himself, like, and, like, trying to have this, like, moment of conflict where he's, like, do I turn around and, like, say something to her kind of thing? Because, is that weird? I don't know her, actually. Like, I just have this feeling. I'm crying. I'm a wreck. That's, like, one of the benefits and downfalls of, like, choosing to write an anime rather than like a live action type thing because I think there's very few live action movies that do time travel well and can like portray it and then also have like awesome cinematography so like I think of um, Interstellar as like one of those examples of like 
what a time where they did like sci-fi time travel type stuff really well story really well and also because it's easier to tell a story in anime that is like fantastical right like you don't you're already removed from it because it's yeah. like animated not characters not reality yeah. and then so telling something that's like kind of fantastical is uh, within like you're able to connect with it somehow as long as there's like good themes right but one thing that anime c- sometimes can't do well or as well is portray like what you were saying Paul is like human emotion or like showing the like the entire physical reaction that happens when you're feeling those like feeling that like really gut wrenching like I feel like I should turn around and say something to this person right um, that I think that they captured really well and something that I think a lot of animes don't necessarily mm-hmm. and so it's something I really appreciate about this movie too yeah I feel like it's really hard to like act like if you tried to act this this movie out in like live action too it's really hard to act out a lot of those scenes believably um, right because you, you end up being it's this fine line between like that was really moving and powerful and like you look like a dumbass like I don't believe anything that you're saying kind of thing um, right which like, like anime tough. as a genre is just different right like yeah. I think that's why it's hard for people to understand people who didn't like grow up with it or something like that like I I grew up with like anime or animated shows and so I can re- remove myself and really focus on like the themes and the story um, a little bit like connect in a different way because they're not human. Um, but yeah, definitely. Actually, so funny enough, Glenn. <laughs> so, so I JJ told you. Abrams, boy. Well, I told you in like the last, like, you know, the week and a half, I ended up actually like, or like two weeks, I've actually ended up watching this movie like three times. Yeah. Um, it's like classic uh, Madoka magic like yeah, scenario right. going on. So it's like, yeah. So like one of my coworkers ended up like showing this movie to me and I like, you know, I, I enjoyed it and everything of the sort, right? Like it was, I think, you know, at its value, Right, like, it's not my, my favorite anime by any means, but I can, like, definitely appreciate, like, how well, like, the quality of it is very much up there. Like, you know, after seeing it a couple times, like, there's a couple of, like, continuity things, but you're, like, you kind of sus- suspend disbelief or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the whole entire point you just made of being, like, you know, it's sometimes hard to, like, convey, like, anime to, like, people who didn't grow up with it. So, so hard. So It well, is so, so hard. So funny enough, the second time I watched it, um, it was with my mom and my sister. Like, and my <laughs> sister is, like, seeing, like, stuff that's been, like, somewhat animated before, so it's, like, it wasn't too weird for her. But my mom's, like, 65, has never watched anime in her entire life, right? <laughs> and it's, like, we're, we're at, like, I'm at my mom's house, and we're waiting to, like go to dinner but like dinner isn't for like three hours and so my mom is like there's nothing on tv to watch like i don't know what to do it's also her birthday as well and i'm just like and i'm like you know what mom (laughs) i think happy birthday it's anime time (laughs) yeah i was like i was like there's this movie i think you would really watch and i like i explained the premise of it to her like i'm like what do you think right and she's like it sounds like a pretty good movie yeah i think i'd like to watch it and i was like all right Heads it's up. fucking anime. <laughs> heads <laughs> up, it's an anime. I'm like, heads up, it's anime. And she's like, oh, well, I probably won't like it. And I'm like, well, why not? And she's like, well, I don't like anime. I'm like, bullshit, mom. What anime have you watched? And she's like, well, I haven't watched anime. She's before. like, she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, well, I watched like Naruto, but I never got into shipping. Yeah, Bleach, One Piece, fuck off, weeb. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> So and like, you're like, damn, mom. She's yeah, like, yeah, I can never really get into Boba Boba Boba. 
So I called her out on it, too. I was like, bullshit, Mom. Like, how do you know you don't like anime if you've never watched anime God. before, right? And then, like, <laughs> yeah. so she was like, ah, fine. And, like, I thought about it for a second because I was like, I had to buy the movie on Amazon, like, to watch it on, like, her smart TV or whatever. Right. And I was like, I saw, like, I'm like, I, I got the dub, and I was like, mm, no, fuck it. Like, not doing the dub. We're actually doing the subbed. <laughs> Like, so I made my mom watch, like, subbed anime, like... <laughs> on her birthday. On her birthday, and, like, with no, like... And she didn't know how to read. <laughs> well, so English it was, I think, letters. Well, so I, I think that, that, like, yeah, like, so my mom ended up loving this movie. And yeah. I think, awesome. like, it ended up working really well because the fact it was subbed that she had to, like, stay awake to watch it, like, to know what was going on. <laughs> and so she, like... So she got, like, most of the plot and everything, too. And at the end, she was, like, crying watching it. It was, like, it was so great, too, because my brother came home, like, halfway through. And he's, like, whoa, like, what's, like, what's going on? What'd you do, Like, mom's, like, watching anime or whatever. And he's, like, asking all this stuff and everything. And he's, like, trying to jest. And mom's, like, shushing him. She's, like, shh, 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 shh. Yeah, right? And then Andrea, like, my sister, she chimes in. She's, like, Yes, Scott, like, quiet down. Like, Mom can't hear the Japanese. Like, <laughs> it's it just this great moment. I, like, God, but I, I could totally imagine your sister saying shit like that. Uh, that's good. But I just, I really, like, so it was just great because it was this movie that I, for me, I think I appreciate a lot more just because of, like, who I shared it with. Yeah, like, totally. With, with, like, with the fact that I shared it with, like, my family, like, my mom and sister mainly, and, like, they both loved it kind of thing. That's yeah. so good. I think that's really, to go back to the fan service point, too, that it's important that there wasn't a lot <laughs> in this movie. No titties. Because that's, like, that's honestly, like, one of the downfalls, I think, of showing mm, animated people. It's, like, yeah. if you're not showing a Miyazaki, like, chances are there's fan they service. They go see some titties. You're like, no, you like, this some... is dumb, but, like, just stick with me. You it's going to get be better. With, yeah. Like, it's <laughs> annoying, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a pervert, like I swear. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, even I, like, sometimes I, I feel uncomfortable watching anime now, so I do really stick to the ones that, like, I know won't have fan service, or, like, ones that, like, you all highly recommend, and I'll be like, okay, like, it's probably not too bad, because you all can get through it, like, I can likely get through it kind of thing. Right. But mm-hmm. those high fan service shit, I just, like, even if it's the best story in the world, I just, it's so hard. Guess what, though? If they usually have to resort to some form of, like, lewd fan service is usually not that good of a story. Right. Like if they have to do that. I think I think, I think it can be done is like honestly a line that like oh, there yeah, was yeah. so like <laughs> Madoka Magico is a really good anime. Very middle but it was like also that, had yeah. a lot of fan service and so it's like I think that was like the one that I'm thinking of where it was like it was hard to watch for the fan like because all the fan service and like I had to suspend a lot of like what I believe and value to watch it, but also, like, the story was really good. For Madoka Magica? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but mm-hmm. there were some pretty bad parts where you're like, these girls are, like, ten years old. This you're is like, weird. This shouldn't, oh, <laughs> yeah. This but that was, like, partially a commentary on the genre and all that sort of shit, which is interesting, but I was just like, yeah, it's still weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have the other side of the spectrum, like, uh, What's that new show? Devil Man Crybaby is... What? <laughs> Devil Man Crybaby? Yeah. What the fuck is, is that? Is it a playoff yeah, so Devil May Cry? So, no, no. I mean, it's a Netflix... It, it's not even original. It's based off a 1972 anime, like, with 36 episodes called Devil Man. Uh, 
And this new 10-episode series of Devilman Crybaby is basically the most lewd, <laughs> sexual, gory fucking romp of an anime that I've watched since... I, I can't even draw any, like, comparisons to, to how that. fucking, like, kind of disturbing this show was. So, like, to watch your name and then, like, then watch Devilman Crybaby, I was like, this is weird that this is the same genre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's such a wide spectrum of things, different people creating so many different things at the same time. You're like, you're never going to find I mean, like yeah. the same thing saying anime i don't know anime is not a fucking genre it's like the media exactly right? it's, it's the like, media like all live action movies aren't just like movies right they <laughs> fucking genres too that's fair so just yeah no, exactly yeah. Yeah. Favorite, but it's the same genre. it's the same genre on live action, netflix right? which is that's the end-all be-all which live is why action. it's dangerous trying to find anime on netflix because there's a <laughs> wide spectrum <laughs> Yeah, go watch mm-hmm. Devilman Crybaby. They've been making a lot of anime recently, not to get too off topic. They have. The Castlevania That's crazy. was pretty cool. Yeah, they do a lot. The Castlevania was sweet. What, do, what are we talking about? Not video games? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, you know, definitely, as, as I said, like, the movie, for what it's set out to do, it does it well, right? Like, it's not, like, the best at doing it, but it's a very good form of doing it, and I think it's just one of those things where it's, like, it's very aesthetically pleasing to watch as well as like to listen to um like the voices like the even like things down to like you know the voice actors like they weren't um really like down on like over yeah exactly like they felt like very believable one thing that i thought was really cool in this movie is like when they would swap places sort of like how they're They're inflected uh, yeah yeah like so it's like like Taki, like his voice actor was still the same when like Mitsuha was like taking over Taki's body or whatever. But it's like he had so, a way yeah. more like yeah, like so it was, lilt. He the fact then like stuff that like if a girl was in a boy's body, it might happen. Or right. Well, it's like even things where it's like he sounded like more feminine when he talked and um, like when like he was trying to run or whatever. Like it was like the very much like running like a kind of like that running like a girl kind of thing type of deal or just like a bunch of different things and like stereotypical yeah sort of things that were yeah. associated with it that was like kind of scream and stuff mm-hmm. when she goes to the cafe ah. yeah <laughs> so like, was, yeah. stuff or like even, that even stuff we don't pick up on either because we don't speak Japanese but like using the wrong right um, title wrong I guess. <laughs> yeah, that wrong That's kind of what I was trying to, like, hint at. It's the right. word. Yeah. Like, yeah. using the wrong, like, uh, not possessive. Um, like, talking like, to, I don't know fucking anything about Japanese, but, like, yeah, like, talking to, like, an elder as though you're a girl probably has some different thing. Definitely. Well, probably, like, yeah. very specifically, they... Sh- the one scene. Sh- they, they, Mitsuha, as Taki, did, failed to say sensei to his boss. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, and they're so. eating lunch on the roof, and then she says, like, Watashi, or the wrong eye when she's addressing herself, yeah. or him as Taki. And she addresses herself. His friends are like, as like what? And then he fin- she finally says, like, ore, or whatever the, ore. like, male eye is, and then they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> which is cool. I guess it's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. One more incredibly awesome thing that I think this movie did was uh, the pacing, which we kind of, we touched on before the podcast. But like, they, we, I think I watched this movie and like didn't really know what the plot line was until about 
an hour in. Like, you knew they could switch bodies. You knew that they can, like, interact with, like, the other person's world, and then they would go back and all these different things. Um, but the, 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 like, I feel like it, like, genre shifted every once in a while, where, like, at first it's just kind of like a fun-loving, like, maybe they just end up being friends, like, you don't really know. It's just, like, telling like a, stories, a good, slice you know? of life kind of thing. Yeah. And then it's... And then, like, what else? Kind of like a... Well, it goes from that to, like, suspense, I guess, where he's, like, trying to figure out, like, where is she and stuff. And then you find out she's dead, and it goes to, like, super sad. And then it goes kind of to thriller when he gets this chance to switch bodies and they have to, like, save the town and stuff. Yeah. It kind of goes all over the place. And I feel like it switched so much, which is, like, why... Like, it was emotionally... It was emotionally taxing to, like, watch the movie to a certain extent, like... One, because I was so disappointed. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll get to that in a sec. But, uh, like, th- having them switch and go from, like, different, like, yeah, I was feeling, like, really good about the movie. I was feeling really uplifted. And then there was, like, the like the suspense part where I actually, like, I felt the anxiety. And then the end where, like, I felt this, like, immense sadness. And then, like, kind of that joyous sad, you know, like, they made it kind of thing. But also, like, I was like, <laughs> at the end, right? And so yeah. I think, like for switching moods so much throughout the movie that in each of those instances, I think that I felt what the director, producers, whatever, wanted, wanted the audience do. to feel, yeah. right. which I think is something else they did really well. Watching yeah. it with I, my girlfriend, Amber, I watched it with Paul and, and Amber. It was pretty great because Amber's face very much like showed what the tone of the movie was. <laughs> yeah. like the she wears she's her emotions like, on her sleeve, though. Beginning, she's, like, smiling sobbing. and, like, laughing a ton, and then, like, it's you get, to, like, the part where she's, like, dead or whatever, and then she's just, like, like the pillow. she's, like, <laughs> like, mad, like, like, mad at the movie, like, hunched over, like, watching, and then Very it goes... sullen at the same time. And then every time like, it was, like, a, maybe it's gonna be happy, it, like, she, like, would switch. It was, it was great. Yeah. It got to, the, like, that ending point where it's just, like, it was, like, all cards were on the table, and she was just, like, I fucking, like, don't even care, like, because, like, I've gone through, like, so many, like, spectrums of emotion kind of thing, right? But then even, she still did at the end, because it was just, like... Fucking no! Don't just keep walking. Yeah. Like. <laughs> you thought you didn't care. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. 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 It's good. I it's think. Funny. I think the movie also, as far as like pacing is concerned, it it all meshes well together because it kind of has this subtle spiritual aspect about it that is pushed by the grandma, and the whole like aspect of body switching is very in tune with how the like tone of the film works where the you know the grandma is aware of like what's going on and so there's these key points in the film where you're kind of reminded that this weird thing keeps happening where they switch bodies because she's like oh you're doing it again you're dreaming i've done this before yada yada and it it kind of it's like a thing in her family exactly where it's like passed down through generations and then this whole like generational divide thing where the grandma did it and well, it's not really a divide it's just like you know being passed on through generations uh the whole like her being a shrine maiden and like all this stuff steeped in like spiritual japanese culture helps weave ooh weave ooh, the movie weave. together <laughs> um because it's it's so like it's just throughout the entire film you're like oh like 
she's learning this spiritual thing and he's this very like Taki in Tokyo is this very like non-spiritual just like entity because he just exists and doesn't yeah he just like you know works and to like have money to live and exactly have fun. he do, he doesn't have any like shrine duties he doesn't he doesn't weave tapestries he he's never doing any of these things except when he's Mitsuha and so like them switching bodies to begin with is like the best starter of the film because it's it's this dichotomy between you know the two very different cultures that exist even within Japan itself so you're like yeah us as westerners thinking of Japan we're like we don't even know how like how deep how culturally significant this movie is going to be because like is it accurate do they care does yeah. do people who watch anime in Japan like care about this i don't know yeah, well, I actually really wonder if if all of Mitsuha's stuff was based on like a real, uh, like a real part of Japanese culture. If that was kind yeah. of yeah, I'm sure it's like at least it's super interesting. Related, but I don't know how accurate like you said the movie was to that. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of cool stuff with that. A lot mm. of cool juxtaposing of. I mean, like obviously, like male versus female stuff was juxtaposed a lot, and like yeah, big city versus like traditional country stuff. And this, I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It would, it showed the contrast really well because it would like very suddenly swap from like one person to the other. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, it showed the contrast, but then also blended those things too, which is something that. Um, oh yeah, I, the similarities I, are very right. Important. And so, like, I was thinking of like Taki playing or like in Mitsuha's body and somehow being able to tap into the spirit well and tap into like the spiritual part of her entire culture that she's been learning her whole life that her grandma's passing down to her and like all these things and like yeah he doesn't know who this like demon is when they're talking or whatever and he doesn't know how to exactly do weaving but he gains like a sense of spirituality that maybe even surpasses Mitsuha's because Mitsuha's like I feel like is mostly based on duty I I feel like Taki in Mitsuha's body is like Sit like, um, I was gonna say severely. That's not what I wanted, but um, like, like incredibly, incredibly in tune with his spiritual self. Yeah, when he's able to act as Mitsuha, and then same thing on the Mitsuha side. Like Mitsuha as Taki is able to be a a better functioning Taki because um, she had to like drive. You know. Yeah. Not like, yeah. I mean, he's not like he's hyper masculine, but he like was very much afraid of like being feminine. And then because everyone was like, what the fuck? You like never do that. And then he's like, what? I did that. Like, that's crazy. So, yeah, like she would be more feminine and that helped him a lot in his life, um, which he didn't like realize. Right. Yeah. yeah I think and I think like blending that line between like feminine and masculine, too. So not just like boy and girl, but like feminine and masculine where they're each performing those uh, like different performing differently throughout the movie and seeing that transition of them gaining different skills by having perspective of the other person or just having the opportunity to live a life outside of theirs, like this sort of like empathic, like, yeah, empathic ability, um, which I think was pretty, pretty cool throughout the movie to see that like transition and growth in both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was also, like, one of the... Because, yeah, I think this movie did a lot of things that were hard to pull off. 
and did like all of them really well like in terms of like that contrast and being able to blend them um in terms of like the juxtapositions um one of the things that really impressed me about this movie as well too was like its use of like montages with like music kind of thing right because i like usually when i see that in like a film or a movie i'm like a montage yeah i'm like all right it's like a like i'm instantly like jumps to like top gun (laughs) you know where it's like (laughs) fucking like this over the top yeah like fucking jump like just over the top like or it's like the whole entire mulan like make a man out of you type of thing where it's like here's how we explain all this stuff right um fast forward kind of yeah. yeah right and it's like with the movie, music <laughs> and like the movie did it a couple of times and like but each time it happened it was like really well done to the point where like it didn't bother me or like i didn't i wasn't like oh a montage like because it did a very good job of like encapsulating sort of like what was happening in that period and then just being able to continue on. So it's like you get the idea of like it does it the first time, I think, when they're like, you know, swapping bodies. And it's like during the first half of the movie where it's still kind of in that feel good sense. And you're like you kind of get a, a taste of like sort of like a slice of what each one of those individuals, like what Taki and Mitsuha are doing, like in each other's respective lives. And you're like, oh, it's kind of funny because, like, it's all these things of like this back and forth conversation that's like happening over like months but, like, when you string it all together in, like, a quick, like, you know, two or three minute, like, clip, like, it's just, like, a single conversation that happens. Yeah. And, like, you you get, like, you understand entirely, like, what's happening, sort of, like, how they feel about, like, the entire, like, situation as a whole and everything. And, like, it really just set the stage for, like, the movie to transition shortly afterwards. Yeah. Or, like, it was, like, an active, like, conversation they were having with each other. Um, and then for it to like to shift so dramatically into like they're no no longer being a conversation when like they stopped switching bodies. Definitely. It also helps to build the like emotional uh you know, like both of their emotions towards each other wouldn't make sense if it was only like three days, but because it feels like with this montage, it's like you know this is happening like over months them being upset over each other and also having like impacts on each other's lives is works more because it's obviously something that's happening like a lot, even though it doesn't happen in the movie a lot. Like it's just, is the one thing, but it's a lot. I like the montages. They mm-hmm. almost left me like wanting more. Like I was like, I just want, I want this montage to be longer. Cause I'm like <laughs> having so much fun, like watching it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Montage the movie. Yeah. <laughs> montage the movie. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So Glenn, you were, uh, <laughs> you were going to say something about, cool stuff right mm-hmm. in the movie are you talking about how they almost represented the queer community like 14 different times <laughs> yeah i think that's the point you wanted to bring up right? oh yeah totally <laughs> so this could be like an entire fucking podcast on its own because i'm like it, it's just like running through my mind the whole time so good thing we're over halfway through the <laughs> i know right um so the main the i mean i'll touch on some main points mm-hmm. and i have just like a fucking laundry list of things um but I think, like, the main issue that I had was that I feel like they pointed towards things that could be, um, like, f- for instance, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Like, the, at any point, they could have chosen to have them, like, switch bodies and maybe, like, 
be like permanently do it. Like they were performing better in each other's skin than they were in their own kind of thing. And they actually liked it better. There was even one part where Mitsuha says, I wish before they find out that she's actually switching bodies with uh, Taki, that she says, I wish I was a boy in Tokyo. But then there's no dialogue about like how they are. Before they switch at all though. No, it's after they that's, start switching. It's, like it's after, after they yeah. start switching, but before they start realizing. realizing. Oh, okay. She, the switches happen before, like, she's a, it's on a dream or whatever. Yeah. Oh, she's right, like, right, I wish right, that was real. God, essentially. Yeah, yeah. But she said, I wish I was a boy in Tokyo. Like, yes. I think that's, like, word for word how it was translated in the Yeah, it was in like, in my, in my next life, I want to be a handsome boy in Tokyo. Yeah, that's what it was. Right. And I think, like, there is so much opportunity in this movie for them to actually have, a, like, actually have narrative around, like, queer identities, such as, like, trans people, or um, also, like, with... Um, there was that one part where Mitsuha as Taki... Um, ends up like getting a date with Taki's boss, which is oh, kind of weird in our culture, but you know what? It's fine. She's like two years um, older than him. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and so, but Taki's actually the one who gets to go on the date. And so Mitsuha's like, man, I wish I really, I, I kind of wanted to be the one to go on a date with uh, Miss Okudera, but instead it's going to be Taki. Like I'm excited for Taki, but also like I wanted to do that. And I think, like, they t- there are several points where they touched on these things, and I honestly thought, like, my first thought about how the movie was going to end was that they would end up switching and, like, become friends. And that's, like, they would be okay with being each other's body and living each other's lives because they were actually performing and more happy being the other person, but they just weren't. And it could have been this, like, the this huge allegory for maybe that's the sequel my name my <laughs> name <laughs> yeah and so i think that's where where the movie kind of failed for me um and it's not like i mean they took artistic di- their own artistic direction and i think like one point that y'all brought up before was like this is taking place in a japanese culture maybe these conversations aren't happening in the same capacity as they are um for me here or like America in general or whatever that is. I mean, I don't think the conversation <laughs> in American society is particularly productive either, yeah. but, but like, I know I have conversations about that. Maybe that's something that they're not ready to show in film. Um, you know? And so I, I can understand that, but still I think it was a, it like being queer. I think that I would have appreciated seeing representation in the movie and when I didn't get that I was frustrated so I could be wrong but I think Japanese has a huge like thing for heteronormativity like still mm-hmm. they're, they're like sure not true, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like so because you talked about it like Glenn or mentioned it that it was like you know like the conversations in America like aren't aren't like you know necessarily the productive but they're happening um, whereas like always to my understanding as well it's like in Japan it's like they're practically non-existent like that conversation is not existent in itself. And so maybe, and like, maybe I'm thinking of this, like from, uh, you know, very centric on my own culture as to what the, what this Japanese director should or should not be doing. (laughs) But like, maybe this, maybe like on it, like, and that's where I'm like stuck. Right. (laughs) I wanted it to be this, but also I can recognize like, maybe this is progression. Like this is where 
it's I, a, it's I think a the movie step. was good. I I do, and I think they mm-hmm. like by even mentioning those things, it's good. But then to mention them and, and then, then go back away. to like the yeah. dominant culture of like hetero heteronormativity and like even some sexism, which I can get into like in a in a bit too. <laughs> but like, um, th- there's still like some problematic things that I would have wanted to see different um but again like i'm not the artistic director and also this is not a movie made for american people so yeah i I thought it was like super or when we first started talking today i thought it was weird that they had brought all these they had like hinted at all these things too like that perhaps she may may have been a lesbian like possibility of like trans and stuff like that Uh, and they never brought it up again i thought it was weird but then like thinking more about it and with like the frame of reference where like maybe like maybe he wanted to have that in there and that's as much as he could do was just like hint at it and but he mm-hmm. couldn't like fully talk about it because it's not what his culture would accept and he you know might lose funding or who knows what his reason yeah, yeah. was. Yeah. And I think like even just exposure might be a good thing, right? Is like maybe people aren't explicitly talking about it. Maybe mm-hmm. you didn't start dialogue with this movie, but like having exposure to the idea that people are happier um when they present as how they want to present or that it's okay that Mitsuha felt like she wanted to go on the date with Miss Okudera even though they're like she is still a man in that situation I don't know like maybe opening this up isn't like like opening conversation but it's at least like yeah shedding light on alternate like non-dominant views of how relationships should look yeah I think it's great because it it doesn't shut anything down. It's it's it 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 does like go back on some things where it's like why'd you make a girl like me and stuff. But it's like from a from their chill from their childlike perspective, it's like they're mad that this person is having an impact on their life that wasn't their own. Mm-hmm. And so, like from the movie's perspective, it's like it never really shuts it down. It just kind of like happens and then they move on from it. So it doesn't really have any impact on the whole story. Whereas like you would have had it be more like they switch bodies permanently and then like are happier for it. Whereas the story just kind of like they switch back and forth and then they're like, they're and both then, and then there's a meteor that destroys a town. Yeah, like exactly. they completely like derail. Yeah, so it's like your story like, happened yeah. in a different yeah. film that instead of a meteor hitting, <laughs> like that just doesn't happen. And it would have just continued to be a slice of life where they're exploring exactly. like gender and sexuality, and that would have been awesome. Yeah, but instead, it's instead it turns into an action thriller meteor. with. Yeah. With meteor. Yeah. suspense. I'd say it's what we call value. You know, you get two movies for the price of one. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I think... Switch to I disc think, two. I think that... And it, for me, it wasn't just heteronormativity because we touched on that, but also that, like, they needed to end up together. That also bothered me. Like, th- I, see, after I figured out it wasn't some, like... <laughs> really awesome progressive film about like gender and sexuality like, whatever. Okay. I was like okay okay like but maybe they just end up friends like they learn a lot of things about like respecting each other's boundaries and like including like respecting boundaries of like what they can do in each other's bodies kind of thing um, and then if they ended up friends I think that's like a really cool thing uh, but then they just ended up being like 
I'm pretty, and they don't <laughs> explicitly tell <laughs> you, it's but it's like it's pretty clear that. by the way it's written that they end up together like as a couple. Maybe, and I think that's like <laughs> also problematic because the movie could have been the movie could have had the same effect as to like oh they were really good friends blah blah blah, but then by supporting a dominant culture of like heteronormativity or like you can't have friends that are like as a guy you can't have a friend that's a girl without also being like sexually, sexually interested yeah. in them or romantically interested in them is like reinforcing dominant culture like without without challenging without challenging that and just like having them end up friends you're like reinforcing dominant culture around like who can be friends with each other and i think that's like another problem that i had with that narrative um, I mean, I still cried. And the thing is, like, I still cried at the end. I was like, oh, it's still effective. They turned around. Um, but like, you know, upon deeper reflection, I again bothered me that they that they ended up together. I still give I, it the benefit of the doubt in that they didn't end up together because the movie fucking ends. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting sure. that like, I mean, I think it's a bit of a stretch to not see them as like romantically interested in each other. But like. The only thing that gave me any indication that they were romantically into each other was, like, the on-the-hand, like, I love you thing. But, I mean... But you can love friends. Yeah, you could. It, it's it could to, have been a not, friend thing. So, like, there's it's no... It's a dominant... That's... You're, again, supporting, do, like, the dominant narrative of, like, what? who can I tell I love I love them to, right, you well, know? Right, well, I mean, he like didn't a, ever say, Well, never in the movie does it say that they are romantically interested in each other. I, I assumed that based on that. But thinking about sure. it now, I'm like... I mean, Are they? it's, it's possible they? it was like mm-hmm. an I love you as a friend thing. I don't think that's likely, but that is, a, I mean, he never said anything to the contrary. Yeah, I think to be a like motion picture as it was, the the narrative of it being a like lost love story, found again, true faded lovers, like is cheesy as hell, but is like a bigger selling point maybe, or like true love triumphs over three-year time travel death <laughs> and comet. meteors yeah i don't know if that's true though like look at miyazaki miyazaki films r- rarely end in like true love like there is like a huge theme of friendship platonic friendship in miyazaki films and i think that like i think to other um shows that do focus on like um like social identities around sexuality and gender where there is like a lot more like gray lines about like friendship and romantic and sexual partners and stuff like that that mm-hmm. are like enti- like incredibly successful because they do focus on those things again from an american standpoint <laughs> not from a japanese standpoint but like i think yeah. of like the show sense 8 which was like a sensation uh-huh. i watched uh-huh. that show sensation uh-huh. sense 8 like uh, like was just like a, a really big show super popular and i and yeah the plot was good but also i think it was so acclaimed because it was willing to challenge people and talk about things that aren't part of the dominant narrative yeah but also miyazaki's on like another level of anime so to him, compare to compare to that, that, yeah. 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 it's kind of fucked up kind of thing. <laughs> oh, okay that's okay, like, okay. it's like trying to make the like taking fantasy and then trying to compare it to tolkien and being like well oh, how does it sure. compare to like tolkien and you're just like that's not really like a fair yeah, it's like kinda you can't cool. really it's just one of those like un, like that weird like untouchable tier of things you're like you can't really compare you just kind of have to accept that like like but all I'm yeah. saying but yeah. all I'm saying is Miyazaki was creating the narrative I was hoping for like 30 years ago 
No, not quite. Nausicaa was like 80. Like, Okay, so like 30, like 20, so yeah, 30 so years like, ago. So like 30, like Miyazaki was creating the narrative I wanted from this movie 30 years ago, maybe in like a lighter form, but like was having those conversations around like what, like being able to love a platonic friend. Right, and it's like not like it was any easier 30 years ago than it is now. It's probably yeah. harder. I do, yeah. one thing I do really appreciate that I thought he, the director pretty explicitly like set, came out and said was like that it's okay for men to be feminine and often your life will be better for it as like shown by like Taki's life kind of thing, which is cool. Yeah. Cause like, I know that, and I'm not sure exactly about Japanese culture, but I know a lot of Asian cultures that's like not okay. Like you have to be like strong, silent man, show no emotion kind of thing. Um, definitely. So yeah, that was super cool. And I didn't expect that from, I guess a Japanese movie. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, that's an important point that was made that was reinforced and it's it goes the same way for the opposite like uh taki and mitsuha's body doing more manly things and like taking charge and stuff actually yeah like there was she was like really good at sports at one point when he was in yeah body, and, and it's like, like what the fuck girls aren't supposed <laughs> to do that and that's cool too yeah mm-hmm. yeah like, but it's like totally fine yeah or like mate like when Taki and Mitsuha's body like made the the scene in class like standing up for herself kind of yeah. thing when like people were talking about her like like pretty much directly mm. in front of her and like make like taking a stand of being like no it's not okay for you to like yeah do this thing even though like technically like Taki has no like at that point like he doesn't really have much of an, like, an investment in um it's kind of like his own personal pride like they're fucking talking shit about me even though it's right. not me like fuck that yeah right like or just like so i think you know going looking at it from from a little bit of like this the spectrum and perspective like is this film the like the film that's going to introduce like the like these these like initial dialogues and conversations about like you know probably not yeah like probably not but i think definitely what, what you had mentioned glenn with like it being like exposure is something that is like very much the like the talking point like that's something like with yeah. some people in my family, it's like they're very, I guess, like traditional until they've had some exposure to it. And then they become a lot more open to talking about it and like to Ooh. actually discussing it. Yeah. And so for like so I, I definitely the value I could think that like that this film does like in that regard can still be like pretty substantial because sometimes like people just need the exposure of it and like having some type of like experience or like perspective into that regard to actually taking a moment to like think about it then when people do try to like initiate a dialogue about it definitely oh i was just i was gonna briefly just say like i totally understand glenn like you not being happy with it being a love story because i also was just hoping it would be not a love story i thought it would have been just as impactful but it's fine i get it it sells yeah shit (laughs) i think i think like not just the love story but also like the pre predestined love story is also like an, a level of it that it's like what are we like is this the fucking 50s like the what like the one true love narrative still happens as if like love doesn't take like fucking hard work and and sacrifice and like and also like taking care of yourself where like in the end um Taki couldn't even like get a job because all he can focus on was like this architecture from this town that he couldn't really remember, which really was I he was searching for 
Mitsuha. Her, yeah. Her. He was searching for her, and he couldn't function in society until he found her. He was ruined. And I think that's, like, a huge problem to, like, yeah. ingrain that in people that somehow your life is unworthy or forfeit or whatever. You'll find because the one. you haven't f- yeah you haven't found the one and like the as if like the one exists and it's like gonna solve of, all your problems when you find it yeah. right and i yeah. think like that's just another like another layer of that relationship that i uh found really frustrating yeah. one more thing i got it just one more do just it, do it. <laughs> so there's a there's a part so in the beginning of the movie um so taki thinks he's waking up in a dream and he's a girl so of course like he touches he touchy the boobies. Touchy the boobies. And which I'm like, that was like the one part where I was like, is that fan service? Can't tell. I don't know. Whatever. Um, and then she like kind of undresses and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. I didn't even see that. Anyway, so touch the boobies multiple times. Yep. So multiple it's times. Like yep. time, yeah. And then I think it was like three times in the movie that that they like showed it and then like talked about it. And it was like a thing. So that's when you knew that Taki was in Mitsuha's body is because, like, she would wake up and immediately, like, touch her boobs. Um, And the little sister would see. Um, And then at the end of the movie, like, right before Mitsuha gets her own body back to go, like, save the town and, like, all this shit or whatever, um, they have this moment where they, like, are writing on each other's hands, like, so they can remember each other's names and all this stuff. Um, And she gets mad. She, at first, she's really happy to see him, and then she gets mad. She's like, you touched my boobs. Um, like, what about body, like, what about that body autonomy piece? And then he's like, it was just, like, it was just the once. And she was like, was it really just the once? He's like, okay, no, but, and then she's, so she's, like, really upset. And then immediately, so, yeah. for, but then immediately forgives him, and then is like, I love you so much. So, like, they touched on this, like, it like is, I think it's. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It is weird. It's like, like a I weird, think it's okay thing. for people to continue to be upset. Yeah. And, like, there's healing that can be done. But there was none in that it moment. It was just like, yep, it was I'm just okay like, with it now. It also, like, yeah, I'm fine. didn't make like, any sense because she wasn't mad about it. Like, when she found out about it from her sister, like, she was always like, why are you always touching your boobs? She, like, I she, think she was surprised she was, and confused. She just, like, didn't give a shit. She only cared, like, when... She, like, suddenly remembered to be mad at him, like, when she saw him. It was like... Well, why not? It's like not something she would think about all the time, and then well, suddenly she's like, "Well, you'd be mad like, oh, like in the fucking... moment, like when you heard about it." I don't know. It didn't make any. It seemed like this weird. I, th- I think it's like a something in anime called like sundere or something. It seemed like this weird thing where like it's like this neat, this little like piece they had to fill of like the girl gets mad at the guy for like having sexual shit. And then it like suddenly 180. Is this like is it an anime trope you're talking about? I'm pretty sure trope? it is. I don't actually know. I've just heard about. I've oh. heard. Ta- I've heard. I've heard that talked about. It's like the girl that like just yells at the guy and shit. I, don't know. I think it's called like Sundere or something. Okay. Anyway, well, it, it was just a little like. Since we kind of shit all over the queer representation and other stuff that f- failed in the movie, can I talk about like? Yes. What one of the things that the yes. movie did really well was what the movie didn't show you and like your mind led itself to were some of the most effective scenes in the movie where, for instance, you know, uh, Taki goes as Mitsuha and yells at her father and sh- he's like, no, fuck you. You're not my daughter. Like, get the fuck out of here. And like unsuccessfully does that. And then. 
you do not see her as herself go and convince him to, you know, save the town by moving them all to the the she's, school. Because Mitsuha, as Mitsuha, is the only one can, that can convince Exactly. So it's like dad. you don't see that scene at all. There's there's a lot of things I, I'm, I can't think of right now, but it's like that's the one that's standing out to me is like the movie does not show you this scene happening, but obviously it plays out how you would expect because the town is saved, like you know, what's going on with the mayor? How would he know that a meteor would blah, 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 blah. Like all this stuff happens because of the, the scene that was never shown to you. And yeah. I, I can't think, I mean, I've seen the movie, it was a couple of weeks ago now, so I can't really think of it now, but like, there's a lot of things that happen in the movie that just are not shown and you anticipate what happens just like the, the end of the movie, you don't know what happens, but you're already anticipating they fall in love. They get married, blah, blah, blah. Heteronormativity, boring fucking they have kids whatever but it's <laughs> like that shit does not happen period and yet the movie does a really good job of filling your head with like no what's it has not to be shown. what happened like you're fucking wrong right exactly so and, there you go. and of course like the viewer can make the most real situation or most real emotions exactly. for themselves um which i think like Reminds me of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> like, no, like, of games that allow you to insert yourself into the yeah, moment. Yeah, manifest um, that own emotion. Like, yeah, and manifest your own emotion because your emotions are the strongest to you. Yeah. And how you... So how it's you just that it. effective tool that fucking Makoto Shinkai used so well in this movie is your own emotion. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Any, any closing thoughts? Uh, about the film uh, we kind of tore it apart but uh, ultimately we all enjoyed it mm-hmm. yeah for what I, it was. I liked it a lot like it's not something i <coughs> yeah again like paul it's not my favorite movie or anime ever but it, it was great i mean mm-hmm. it's good i'd watch it again just yeah like i think it is a good intro to like going back to paul paul's story about him showing it to um his mom like i think like the limited fan service and the like like followable plot with like some interesting, interesting character arcs and um, like themes and stuff like that. I think, I think like the show would be one of those good introductory animes. Um, had I not given up on showing people who don't watch anime anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, it does something very well too, where, um, cause right. I told you that I've watched it like three times in the course of like a week and a half. And one thing that I like, because I think I have more patience for it, but one thing that I, I sort of do get upset about is when you watch, like, a show or a movie, and it's like you have to watch it twice to get, like, the full, like, realization and value out of it, of, like... Because, like, they might say something where, like, oh, that makes more sense, right? Like, this movie, that does exist in it, but not, like, to such extremes. Like, you can watch it once and be, like okay, like, that all makes sense, right? Like, you get the entire gist of it, and if you watch it again, like, you pick up on, like, tiny little things, but, like, nothing extravagant or, like, you know, really far out there. Alter completely how you saw the plot or whatever. Right. Oh, that's, like, foreshadowing. Right, like, you you realize, like, the foreshadowing there, but nothing quite in the realm of, like, oh, now that makes sense having watched the movie again. Like, So since I brought up The Prestige before, I got to tell you, I watched The Prestige, like, I've movie. seen it, like, ten times because I fucking love it. And I got it the first time. Like, I really don't get anything new from watching it. I just think it's such a phenomenal movie. I can <laughs> I watch it again. It. But I, my sister, I watched it with my sister and my mom once, and my sister 
just did not get it at all. At fucking all. Like, she asked me, she's like, so at the end of the movie, she's like, oh, wait, so is that the thing from, like, the middle of the movie? And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) not even, what are you talking about? And, like, she just, like, could not connect what was going on, and I tried for, like, (laughs) oh, God. 30 minutes trying to explain the prestige, which is like an impossible task to anybody if they just don't get it. And so that was a pretty cool. I'm not not even sure if I completely get it. I've seen it like (laughs) twice, um, but it was pretty sweet. And I think you get it. It takes you for a ride. It's just watch it again. It's clones. Yeah. It's clones. clones. It's the Clone Wars. (laughs) 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 Not the Clone Wars. Are you still watching that, Jimmy, or do you you just give up? No, fuck that show. Jesus. You're such a dick. <laughs> this is a good show. I couldn't get into it, man. It's tough. There's too much Jar Yeah, it's like, I mean, that's true, too. Like, showing people, like, I know TLA is, like, one of the best American animes ever made. Yep. But we're showing anime. it to Great, people you're now. the rank of anime. Yo, you want Showing it to knighted. people now is, like, really fucking hard. He's like, they just don't want to get through it. You want to talk... It's a kid show. It's yeah, stupid. dude. You want to talk a little about bullshit, like, romantic, true love get-together is, like, straight up... Ang Katara. Like, I was so upset at that get together. I was like. Because you're like, Katara Because you want Katara Zuko. Well, it's like. Yeah, well, yeah it's like Katara and Zuko had like May, way more chemistry. Or not Katara and May. But it just felt Zuko so, like, goddamn forced. Like, I was just like, it got to the point, too, where Katara's like, I see you as a friend. And I was like, there we go. Like, and then like, you also. Yeah, right? And it was like, and they got, like, off plate or whatever. And at the very end, it, like, Aang does this stuff. And then, like, Sony Katara is like, I love him. And I'm like, what? I mean, <laughs> like, it, forced. I thought it was believable, but I mean, yeah, it could have gone different directions. There's know, also felt, some problems oh, in that man. show, too, about how. how <laughs> We're not talking about that show. Other, that's a whole other episode. But, like, that's a whole other episode. It's, it's related no, because. No, Roku we're done, Glenn. Says, no, what, I want to hear what Wars Awakening. <laughs> the last airbender that's a, that's another we're gonna do a podcast about fucking last airbender have we not yet no, no dog no. how the fuck how there we go yeah now so we gotta we watch it now it's not next week because not next week now we haven't no. watched it no <gasps> next week <laughs> next week's pretty hype i'm so hype all right folks mm. uh that's it right yeah, yeah. I mean, close, closing thoughts. I would definitely say, like, you know, watch the movie. It's, Go watch it. It's definitely a great movie. Right? It's hella like, good. Well, uh, it's beautiful. It sounds Amazon great. Log- <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Here. account sharing. That's against the TOS. <laughs> well, no sponsorship from Amazon. I guess. No sponsor from Amazon. Sorry. But what about our mini wheats though? That's Use my ending, referral right? link. <laughs> The mini wheats is still like processing, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, it's still uh, in my bank bank account. I mean, <laughs> no, I never got that mini wheat sponsorship <laughs> cash for five dollars per episode. I don't want cash. I want mini wheats. <laughs> <laughs> to buy, you get cash to buy mini wheats. That's how capitalism works. Okay, mini wheats on the air. <laughs> It'll be a mini wheat. We'll do a mini wheats live stream where you just—it's just us doing. What's the thing? ASMR? Oh, yeah, yeah, ASMR. You're like... It's free real real estate. It's free real estate. Uh, No. Either way. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Meta Podcast. Meta analysis of everything. We are on Twitter at Meta Podcast. Facebook at Meta Podcast. Have Uh, they been Meta yet? No, they haven't. (laughs) 
until I say so. Uh, thanks for listening to us on your favorite podcatcher. Leave us a review because that's how we get more people to hear us talk about shit. Wait, whose name? My name, the sequel. <laughs> yeah, leave your name on the review. Yeah. Leave your name on the review and uh, your full synopsis of the movie. Um, oh, yeah. F- last thing I want to do. Um, it, it, anybody watching anime that they want me to watch? Because I'm watching My Hero Academia right now, and it's really good. So I recommend you watch that. Anybody else have an anime recommendation? Uh, one Punch Man's pretty great. If you oh, One Punch Man's fucking yet. great. Um, probably the one that I watched recently that I really enjoyed was uh, From the New World. From the New World. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Glenn? Uh, not currently watching. Like uh, in the past? I recommendations? Last Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you haven't... I mean, we talked about Madoka Magica this episode. So if you haven't seen Madoka Magica... Do that. ...and can somehow get past fan service, um, it's actually really good. Yeah. Really good. And Devil May Cry Baby. Everyone should watch that because it's <laughs> real good. I can't believe you guys don't believe me. Your your minds are literally. I just keep hearing blown. "Devil May Cry." And I'm just confused. "Devil Man Cry Baby." I'll attempt to check it out, dude. It's fucking on Netflix. Watch it. Thanks for listening. You've been meted. Bye. 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 ここから寂しさを運んできたの泣いたりしたその後の空は焼けに透き通っていたりしたんだ父の言葉が今日は暖かく感じました優しさも笑顔も夢の語り方も知らなくて全部君を真似たよもう少しだけでいいあと少しだけでいいもう少しだけでいい少しだけでいいあと少しだけでいいもう少しだけくっついていようか僕らタイムフライヤー時をかけ上がるクライマー時のかくれんぼはぐれっこもう嫌なんだ嬉しくて泣くのは悲しくて
なで願って手に入れたおもちゃも部屋の隅っこに今転がってる叶えたい夢も今日で100個できたよたった一つといつか交換故障喋らないあの子に今日は放課後また明日と声をかけた慣れないこともたまにならいいね特にあなたが隣にいたらもう少しだけでいいあと少しだけでいいもう少しだけでいい「やっぱりなんでもないや」「今から行くよ」